Dana. This is Matt. And the rom com are back, baby. We back, and we back, and we back, and we back. <laughs> we will be singing this episode, be warned. Oh, yes. Uh, yeah, so sorry about the brief hiatus. Uh, there was a little bit of travel, but we made it. We made it back together to talk about music and lyrics, the most important rom-com of the year 2007 maybe is it i don't, I don't know I, 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 that was the year knocked up came out right oh. i feel like it is oh yeah i said or, that based on absolutely or, nothing. maybe uh no it was 2008 but super bad was 2007 that's not a rom-com i know but i'm just saying that kind of juno is thing. juno a rom-com yeah juno, yeah i guess i guess juno's a rom-com uh, that's not about the relationship dana in the meantime since the last episode came out uh, Dana has uh, written her master's thesis. Yeah, uh, it's for EW, which is my job, so it's good that sometimes I do that, um, about what is and isn't a rom-com. And I set up some very clear rules that I think, based on discussions I've had with Max, are pretty consistent with our ideology. Mm-hmm. By the way, Enchanted came out in 2007. Ooh. That's a pretty important rom-com. Yes. So this is certainly a rom-com. But uh, music and lyrics. Yes. I had a lot of fun. It's it's a fun movie. Uh, one thing I do want to bring up before we start: when this movie came out, I fully had all these songs on my iPod. I, I bought they the they had full like three yeah. and a half minute versions, full three and a half versions of most of these songs. Okay, how were the lyrics? Um, great, but I also feel like entering Booty Town is like a jam. That's why you knew all the songs. Yeah, like, like, I did. I was singing Dana, along. Yeah, when, when like uh, during the concert near the end, Dana was like, oh, is this is this entering Booty Town? No, this is uh, Buddha's Delight or whatever. Yeah, I knew all the songs because I had them all and I listened to them and they were great. Yes. So should we get started? Sure, why not? Why don't you hit us with the basic plot? Okay, basic plot of the movie. We get a kind of washed up 80s star, basically the second guy in Wham. Or the second guy in Duran Duran. Yeah, like uh, he's like he had like a bunch of hits in the 80s, tried to, tried a solo career, it tanked, and now he's just kind of bumming around based on like the millions of dollars that he has in royalties or whatever. And like doing like kitschy reunion concerts as the gimmick of like i yeah, used like to be a, in like pop a high school reunion or college reunion or something not like a reunion concert of yeah the band, no, no no i meant of the like, band pop. like a, yeah. a high they you know high school reunion pays him to show up and be nostalgic like, yeah oh, remember the 80s this the, was a band yeah the ladies love him he does L, he's ll hug ladies love hugh grant <laughs> llhg Hugh G, like LL Cool J, but anyway. Have we done a Hugh Grant movie before? Because Yes, I, we've done plenty of Hugh Grant Have I brought movies. up Hugh Mungo Grant? I don't know if you did, but it's Hugh John Mungo Grant, Grant, isn't it? Okay, but in case I haven't brought this up, Hugh Grant's middle name is Mungo. Hugh Mungo Grant. Like, I mean, you could think of it as an even longer word, with because it's Hugh John Mungo Grant, to be fair, but he could be like... It's like huge Mungo. Huge John. Like a new word, a huge John Mungo. I know, but like even with or without the John, that's crazy. Yeah. My favorite U2 song, With or Without John. <laughs> uh, anyway, he um, is like pitched enlisted. to be. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's uh, been enlisted by the new pop star of the day, Cora, who looks like Jennifer Lawrence a little bit, played by Haley Bennett, I think She's her name like, is. She's like, if Jennifer Lawrence's face was on like. Britney Spears's 
body from nine like whenever Britney Spears was like 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 two thousand like I feel like two thousand three it was like yeah. it was like Dirty Britney yeah Dirty Britney um but or or basically Shakira she's doing a Shakira thing and then like like she looks like the cover of Fijacion Oral Volume Two um. <laughs> But, and then later on in the movie, she says, like, Shakira's biting at my heels or whatever. <laughs> but she's, like, this weird, like, seemingly Machiavellian pop star who's really into, like, Eastern religions now. It's problematic. I mean, but- it's, but also very realistic, because I want to remind you that just, like, a week ago, Ariana Grande got a Japanese tattoo on her hand. She did it wrong barbecue. twice. She did it wrong twice. Okay, it doesn't say barbecue. It says, like, a charcoal grill. Not yeah, like a barbecue. A, yeah, a barbecue, I guess. But then she the tried to fix form. it. She tried to fix it because I'm betting because she was like, oh, I've heard that Japanese, you can read it up and down as well as right to le- or, uh, left to right. But the order of the lines is switched, oh, so no. it doesn't quite work. And anyway, she didn't fix it in the right way. But so I will say pop stars appropriating Asian cultures yes. is not a common or is not an uncommon or even exaggerated phenomenon. Gwen Stefani's entire like career, like even before the Harajuku thing. Yeah, it was having like three silent Asian women behind yes. her at all times. Oh, so weird. Really weird. Um, but so it was real and but still uncomfortable. Um, so that's Cora. Yeah. We love I mean Cora's Cora's, Cora's very uh, the actress really acquits herself well. Um, but she enlists Alex Fletcher, Hugh Grant, to write a song for her because she's been a fan of his. And um, he's struggling with the lyrics because he only does music. And inadvertently, through a silly meet-cute, the girl who is his substitute plant waterer just like happens to be really good at lyrics. And so they end up working together and they end up writing. And he sort of deals with the baggage of thinking that he was content just sort of being a has-been and she deals with the baggage of because when she was in grad school she had an affair with her professor and then he wrote a really mean book about her and it became a bestseller and he said like that she had no talent and yeah. so she feels untalented it sucks um i can uh, but i'm imagining if this happened today i think that she could have like have like some kind of like influencer or alt like uh writing kind of career um just based on the buzz if she wanted to go that route and uh yeah dana brought up when i said that dana was like but like it'd be really embarrassing and i'd be like yeah no, no one's embarrassed anymore not- no one's got shame anymore i do but no <laughs> i one else. don't i have no shame okay I'm, I'm very shameful about nonsense <laughs> but i did think it was like her personality that this you know book from someone she loved being like this woman has no talent paralyzed her and yeah. i don't think she was in the frame of mind to um monetize that yeah it makes <laughs> sense but like uh yeah drew barrymore like you're really wondering where she's what her deal is like even after you learn like why what what happened she is sort of wacky for the sake of wackiness yeah she she's she does a lot of her like weird eye thing like just big eyes and like hiding a little bit. it's very adorable. cute it's she's very, very cute it's very cute movie. but just like okay my big overall thing with this movie is the big moments don't land, but all the little ones do. Yeah, we had that. Where like the big moments seem kind of like, all right, I get it. But like just these tiny little lines of Hugh Grant's character, like hanging yeah. out with uh, Drew Barrymore's, are just like ch- so charming and funny. Because we get the scene where like they do end up in like the same restaurant after writing a song together that Cora likes for Cora. That the the, um, the professor the horrible professor guy is in there and he's being congratulated and glad-handed and she's like i have to say something but then she's unable to say it 
and he kind of says half of it and then he gets in a fight with the guy because the guy is like she was just trying to like sleep her way to the top or something and something gross like that um it was and it just doesn't land like the scene doesn't have like precise enough beats and i think that's maybe because of hugh grant's kind of thing. i think it's it's that both characters are very like likable and charming but not like anchored kind of yeah like he is charming and quippy and his little quips are good and she's like wacky but not super distinct as far as your barrymore characters go so like the big moments you're like all right i guess this is happening but his little one-liners i think they're funny yeah i know they're very endearing and they work together because they they play off each other well except when things go wrong when you hear cora's song as um uh, as she has interpreted it which is hilarious um she's just doing this thing she's got a, guy, a lady with a sitar and a guy with a guitar and her dj um doing a beat and she's just kind of singing the song all terrible and um, it's she, really yeah Drew barrymore's character is more like principled i mean it's the first song she's written and yeah. she's a writer she's like no we have to tell her and Hugh Grant's character is like, this is a paycheck. We wrote the song. Yeah, it's she fine. liked the Don't, song. Who cares? It's fine. Yeah, it's it's a lot. Um, and that kind of comes to a head where he's like, it's all just business. It all it doesn't matter. It's, there's no like heart to it or anything. And she's like, but there was heart to it. Yeah, and there's a much better way to explain it to her. It's just like, hey, this is our step in. This is like our. This is how we get our foot in the door into the industry. Then we can write real songs. Like you can't. Not everyone can be your baby. Although Max, in in this movie's defense. You can you can't it's not like a plot hole if a character argues poorly because you're like well that character he's angry and frustrated true. and stressed That's out. True. It's like if I thought this was my last chance and my partner was just like digging their heels in the ground, you would also kind of snap. Yeah, I guess what I'm saying is I would be a better like washed up '80s pop star who's in love with Drew Barrymore than <laughs> Grant is. I and guess I that's would what be I'm saying. a very compliant lyricist. <laughs> I would acknowledge the realities of the business. Okay, and we need to get into the actual like title of this of this movie, music and lyrics. The music, it's all like standard like one four five one two five kind wow, of like pop Wow, that is a former Brown alumni you're denigrating. That's I'm just so I'm saying I'm saying it's straight pop music. It's like there's not much going interesting going on there, and the fact that he can't write me- lyrics to it after he's given like the title prompt. I mean, no, he's not great at lyrics, but then it shows the growth at the end of the movie when he finally can write lyrics. He, like, him being able to write simplistic lyrics to, like, his big proclamation of yeah. love, love song is his growth. He's been blocked because yeah, he was betrayed but, by his partner. But her lyrics aren't really that, like, in, like they're, they're clever. But, like, like you look at the, the pure lyricists through history, I guess, like Bernie Taupin comes to mind. Howard Ashman. Wait, who does he write? Which ones? He wrote Beauty and the Beast, Beauty and, and, the Beast yeah. and uh, Aladdin. And yeah, Lillian. I was thinking of um, like uh, Tim Rice also. Boo. I think. Oh, yeah. Poor man's Howard Ashman. <laughs> um, but like Stephen Sondheim is the only person who comes to mind. Is like this guy's really good at lyrics. Like period. All like, right. Like, but but I, as I brought up literally before this podcast, Howard Ashman wrote the lyrics in Gaston. It goes. As a specimen, yes, I'm intimidating. That's it's a all, great lyric. He also talks about how he spits and eats a lot of eggs, and it was my favorite song when I was like three to six. It's the best song in the world. It's that a great song. Disney villain song. Um, and he's also got big muscles, and big <laughs> muscles are fun. Max has big muscles. I'm sure he would want me to tell my you. Big muscles are not that big. He has pretty big muscles. Um, 
But anyway, back to this movie. Oh, also important <laughs> that I'm bringing up. Yeah. The song, Max was like, the music isn't that good. The lyrics are dumb. I think these songs all slam. I think, I think Pop jam. Goes My Heart is very Should good. we play? Are we allowed to play a little bit on our podcast? I mean, we have to be commenting on it constantly. I feel I like that's know. the rule. All right. Well, I'm going to play like a second. We're going to comment. Yeah. Because I just, if you can catch That's how they do it on Punch Up the Jam. I don't listen. It's I do list. listen to Punch Up the Jam. Whatever. Um, you know, he's, uh, it's just very like 80 synth, but it's also a, like a groove. If it's not really a, there's Don't no. That I could be so sad tis. Oh, I can't sing along. Is that going to be? No, no you go count? for it. Angel eyes. I think the, the guy who plays the like one hit, the, the main guy who does become successful. The George like Michael. A, the George Michael looks like a very young Jason Clark. Um, I love de-aged Hugh Grant in this movie. <laughs> Very smooth. Yeah, like with lens. the sunglasses on, he looks like um, uh, Tom Cruise's character in Magnolia a little bit. Yes, he just needs a little weird half pony. Yeah. Um, I have no idea how this is going to sound on the podcast. It's probably going to sound terrible. Who cares? Sorry, you've stuck with us this long. Um, okay, I'm, I'm bringing it down. But uh, I mean, the, it's the, like the music video to make him look younger is very Vaseline lensing. Yeah, I mean, the best parts of the music video, like the music video, I think, isn't the music. It's the dancing. Oh, the, the hip hop dance. The hip hop dance. And hip hop. Hip hip hop. <laughs> Have you heard of this new uh, <laughs> this new musical genre the kids are doing called hip hop? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's but very. It is so spot. Like this is believable. Yeah, it's it's got like bits of like. Um, I don't know, uh, what is it? I'm looking for, no, I just died in your arms tonight, if yeah. you got that feeling, or heartbeat, like yeah. those kind of things, yeah. I also, I think I did have made a graph or a chart somewhere about this, where like, in movies, whenever the song is supposed to be bad, it's usually like a pretty good, fun song. Yeah. Like this, like Entering Booty Town, a fun song, <laughs> like the one Lady Gaga sings on SNL in, um, in uh, A Star is Born, that's supposed to be... Oh yeah, yeah. Why'd you do that? Do that? Do that? Do that? Do that to me? Um, the guy who wrote "Pop Goes My Heart," I learned from the internet, is also a co-writer of "Shallow," also from that uh, very, very same uh, film. 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 Uh, Andrew Wyatt is his name. Sorry, I paused. He also wrote for Bruno Mars. He wrote the song Grenade. Yeah. His name's Andrew Wyatt, and he's nominated for an Oscar, so good luck, Andrew Wyatt. Yeah, I mean, I I think Pop Goes My Heart is the best because it is produced like an 80s song, and a lot of the other ones are just like piano or like modern pop kind of sounding songs. Yeah, I mean, that one does sound like an 80s song. Mm -hmm. No, Entering Booty Town sounds like a pop song. Yeah, I so is booty is that one? Wait, which one is entering Booty Town? Entering Booty Town, so shake that booty now, cause the booty is the way into your heart. This sounds like a Backstreet Boys song. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it does. <clears throat> Sorry, I didn't warm up before this podcast. <laughs> <clears throat> She's flemmy. She's flemmy. I'm very flemmy. Water. I need hot tea and honey. Mmm, mmm. But not so hot that it shocks your throat. Is that a thing? I, I think it is. Oh, I remember that Christina Aguilera only drinks like room temperature water. Christina Aguilera is... She did that masterclass thing, right? Yeah, I, I did it. Yeah, I yeah, you did do that. Oh my God. Um, oh. A fun fact that I've remembered as you're watching this movie is uh, Max and I went to college with this director's son. Yeah. 
Who write, the, the kid writes, uh, he wrote one of the songs in the movie. It's, yeah, he was 13 and his dad was making yeah. this movie and he wrote one of the songs. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty good. Neither of us have written songs for movies. I haven't. I did write a song a couple weeks ago on the piano after a line of a song that I made up, couldn't get out of my head. I made up a fake Randy Newman song called Potato Boy. It's very good. I am touring it later this year. Are you going to sing it year. right now? I mean, I've only really got two lines. Okay, hit me. Okay. Potato boy, potato boy, born with four legs, no arms, potato boy. <laughs> That's really it. Yeah, That's well, it. It's a good song, though. Oh, my God. Do you know what else he produced? Sorry, I'm going through Andrew Wyatt's production. Perfect Places from Lord's uh, album. Mm. <laughs> it's just well produced. It's not green light. No, but it's still a well produced song. Yeah, this guy's got more hits than. Um, yeah, how are you going to finish that joke? Jackson's got fives. I don't know. <laughs> oh, speaking of jokes, this movie does do that funny thing I like where you come to a table, a con- you join a conversation mid conversation, and the person ends the joke, and then everyone laughs, where they're like, and that's why I told him, you'll never write a bestseller. Yeah, it's ah! exactly. And that's when I said, those aren't. Nipples? I don't know. Oh, Hugh Grant's nipples. Yes, Hugh Grant has very small, very pointy nipples. I felt very judged when Max pointed out Hugh Grant's small nipples because we we have no shame. I think we acknowledge you have no shame that I have no shame. Uh, I have have, my nipples are on the smaller side, so I felt when you were like, "Ew, look at that guy's freaky nipples." I didn't say "ew, look at those freaky nipples." Like, huh? Implied. I said, "I got got, Hugh's got small nips." You were like, "Oh, look at how small his nips are." Yeah, he's like. Those are not those are not humongo nips. <laughs> We're a proud noble people. <laughs> there are literally dozens of us. Yeah, dozens. Um, the other guy who wrote the music for this movie, who wrote um, "Meaningless Kiss" and "Way Back into Love," is Adam Schlesinger, who does uh, um, "Crazy Ex-Girlfriend" mm-hmm. and is also from "Fountains of Wayne." And also did the song from um, That Thing You Do. So he's yeah. great at like heaping other Yeah, music. and Josie and the Pussycats. And Josie, oh my God, Josie and the Pussycats songs are so good. Mm-hmm. I sing them in the shower all the time. I mean, yeah, Fountains of Wayne, like serious, secretly, like in their backlog outside of like Stacey's mom even, like they write good fun songs. Like a lot of them, jokey, fits in with this whole thing. I'm glad he found some work. You know what Adam Schlesinger also did? What? Was uh, the Colbert Christmas, Greatest Gift of All music which are good songs Those eight are- songs he wrote eight songs for that and that was a pretty good special shout out to songwriters yeah. you don't you don't get like what you deserve so yeah this this podcast not everyone is, is understanding like cora this podcast is dedicated to andrew white and adam schlesinger yes it was really noble of cora to announce who wrote the music and lyrics yeah we didn't even get song. to the second half of the plot second oh, half yeah. of the plot like she isn't like <clears throat> cora's version uh, Adam's like it's fine and then they get in a fight at the party and she's like she tells Cora like I don't like what you did with this you're too confidently sexual um, and pandering and pa- yeah and yeah and pandering <laughs> to like in, uh, to pandering to whom to the public with her booty shakes and, and booty shakes are not pandering booty shakes are a core competency I think not everyone can shake a booty She's really good at it. She's also, very I, good I at really it. I really do like her outfits. Also, Hugh Grant, pretty fun and good at booty shaking. Oh, he is so charming in this and a pretty good dancer. Yeah, I mean, I, again, they saw, someone saw Love Actually like, I'm going to make Hugh Grant 
uh, washed up pop star yeah, and you make know, him dance. You know that like dance he does in Love Actually where he sort of like crabs across the hallway? Yeah. You know what I'm thinking of? Yeah. He sort of does a lot of that here. What was, like. was that song um, Jump or I'm So Excited? It was Jump, I think. I don't remember. It was not I'm So Excited. Yeah. But those are both Pointer Sisters songs. Also, Pointer Sisters, great early stuff. Love Actually song you grant dance because in the new one it was something pointer jump it was jump yeah um so in a big show of love um Mm. hugh grant's character performs a song that he wrote like apologizing to sophie and telling her basically that he loves her at chorus concert at chorus concert which is weird um that this big pop star would like let an 80s songwriter perform a giant piano solo yeah yeah giant piano solo for a song that isn't really a song it's just an apology yeah i mean but she's a romantic so sure and then they perform the old version of the song the way yeah cor and adam do cor and adam because yeah drew barrymore's not a singer cor and and cora and what's his name again alex alex fletcher i said adam earlier sorry sorry to the alexes of the world cora and alex perform way back into love um, it's adorable. They kiss, and then we get a... Cora and Alex. No, they the obviously Sophie. Sophie and Alex. That was implied. You know what I'm talking about, guys. That would have been a twist. Ooh, I mean, she does do good booty shakes. Yeah, I mean, what 19 year old doesn't want to fall in love with a 45 year old man? Um, we can talk about that later. <laughs> <laughs> conversations for another day i think that's a totally reasonable i would love it if like i don't know who like if if ariana grande was just like hey i'm dating um Hugh Grant? I, I was just i was just thinking manuel noriega that's not <laughs> right manuel noriega i think is dead <laughs> why would she date manuel noriega i don't know she's got a thing for strong men maybe <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's he, dead. Yeah, he died two years ago. He's very okay. Old if and if, dead. if Ariana Grande like dated Simon LeBon, then from yeah. Duran Duran, I think that would be How really did... weird but fun. And we... but not that Ariana Grande needs to date anyone ever. He's sixty. He's sixty. Yeah. yeah, I guess that makes sense. That's doable. Yeah. Um, I think um, a twenty-something dating a forty-something is totally reasonable. It's 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 reasonable, but I'm saying like a pop star who's nineteen dating an older man seems weird because it doesn't seem like it fits with like an image thing. They'd be like Taylor no. Swift dated Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, but he's famous and yeah, so is famously this guy. hot. Taylor, who's the? She dated John Mayer when she was like nineteen. Oh, don't you think nineteen's too young to be played by your dark twisted games? When I loved you so, yeah, you should have known. Nineteen, no, 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 nineteen. The average age of soldier um, in Vietnam is nineteen. <laughs> we have very different cultural references. It's a real song. I know. <laughs> um, speaking of young people, uh, the cover of Vogue is Haley Baldwin and Justin Bieber. Oh God, I saw that. She's twenty-two. Yeah. They're married. She's twenty-two. Yeah, I don't know about you, but being married is not sound right when you're twenty-two. Twenty-two. I don't know about you. <laughs> yeah, so I was doing. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay, but, but they, I'm, I don't know about you, but I'm feeling twenty-two. Yeah, is not the right age. I mean, to be they they're Hillsong people, so like. That's rude. Is that a slur? No, I mean, just Hillsong is just like this, its own like weird, it's it's like, they What's don't like Hillsong? gay people. It's, it's, it's a uh, church. It's like a f- church for famous people. Oh, that, they're actually Hillsong people. Yeah. I thought you were just making a, a ref, like making, <laughs> like, like hillbillies? Like that, <laughs> no, just that they're like kind of, dumb. I don't know what you were saying. 
I didn't yeah. know that was a thing. Yeah, Hillsong is a thing. It's very strange and not nice to gay people. It's a charismatic Christian megachurch, which should Ooh. tell you something. Um, also, Chris Pratt is in it. And I heard that Chris Pratt did Jews for Jesus. Yeah. Oh, God. He is my least favorite Chris. Or impromptu Chris ranking. Okay, impromptu Chris ranking. I go Pine. Pine, okay. Pine, Evans. Uh, Hemsworth? Hemsworth, Messina. Oh. (laughs) I feel like we're really raising Chris Messina's profile if we're going to put him in the Chris rankings. Yeah, you know what? Good for you, Chris Messina. I'm putting you in there. And then at the bottom, Chris Pratt. Okay, top one, Christofferson. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my top one is Christoph, the guy from um, The Truman Show who builds The Truman Show. Okay, number one, Waltz. (laughs) How many other Chris? Columbus, the movie one. <laughs> the director of Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. And Hot Santa. Um, he just produced Hot Santa. Oh, he didn't? Don't okay. give credit where credit is. Okay. Too. Hot Santa does not have enough Hot Santa in it. It just goes to like these weird There's elves. There's plenty thing. of Hot There's Santa. There's not enough Hot Santa. He sang a whole blues song. But it's, no, Hot Santa needs to, it's, it's like a poochie thing. If Hot Santa's not always on screen, you have to be asking, where's Hot Santa? He went back to his He went back to planet? his home planet at the end Wait, of the movie. Is that a reference from a thing I've never seen? It's, it's, a uh, God. God. I don't understand the reference. I don't, there's so many of these things there's that so I don't, bits I, bits I, I, yeah, Dana, I never know when you're doing a bit. I do. <laughs> Uh, speaking of which, I bet you're glad that a certain uh, Matthew McConaughey movie exists now. <laughs> it took over the comedic zeitgeist for a little while. Yeah. The thing about me and Max, as you're probably listening to this, is uh, we've known each other since we were 19. No, 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 19. <laughs> Don't you think 19 is too young to be played with? Yes. And there's just a lot of... Uh, I want to say history, but that implies like there's no history. There's no history here, but we know a lot about each other's lives. <laughs> I'm trying to think like like there's a lot of biography. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of biography that is known, um, not by you audience. You're just feeling <laughs> like you're part of this because you're listening to us, but if, you're not. If you ever special. meet us and hang out, I'll tell you all of our insights. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Dana is not very. Um, like secretive yeah secretive about things because again she feels no shame i feel no shame like i'll tell you max and i uh oh boy where is this gonna go (laughs) max was a high school wrestler i was i was not Um, (laughs) max is a much better wrestler than i was i never wrestled you did i you did with your hands behind your back oh yeah i did yeah that makes at least that's a lot less to make it fair creepy. yeah uh, this was entirely like everyone was in yeah no on it was this. voluntary it was, it was like in a, public it was a public voluntary i was like okay i've never wrestled i want to try and he's like okay but to be fair i'll do it with my hands behind my back and you still beat me in like one second yeah i was good at wrestling in high school i was good at wrestling i played golf in high school yeah i mean i bet you were quite good at golf what I, was your handicap i don't even know anymore yeah it's like it's too hard i haven't played since high school mm-hmm um, what was your wrestling handicap? This, I, my, my weight class was 125. Did you ever have to do those weird weight things where you like spit a lot and sweat a lot? Um, I just am a very sweaty person. So I sweat a lot already. Like just in, um, just in like, uh, I was going to say rehearsal. And you practice. said you felt shame. Here you are telling the listening public all about your sweat. Oh, no. That's like, like you meet Dana. She tells you all her secrets. You meet me. You see me sweat. 
it probably would happen. Especially if I if there's any if like I'm wearing like a jacket or something, there might be just like a sweat puddle on my back. It just happens. It's how I work. <laughs> I'm not ashamed of my body sweat. Um, but no, I I think the weirdest thing I did was just like I went in the sauna a few times uh, to sweat out a little bit. Well, that's good. You that you didn't do the crazy. No, yeah, stuff. I didn't. But I, I thought you were gonna say the weirdest thing about like the weigh-ins where people just take off all their clothes and just like cover themselves. Is that a thing? Yeah, so they can make weight. I didn't know what the rituals were. <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's not like in. Um, I feel like in boxing, people like wear sh- like underwear or shorts yeah. or something. In in high high school wrestling, people were just like strip, stand on there. It's very weird because you just have these like old like ref guys. Yeah, you're naked. Yeah, you're just like, yep, you're under the weight, fifteen year old boy. Very weird. I always wore underwear because I was never that close to not making weight. Yeah, that the underwear would make a difference. Yeah, as we were talking about teenagers genitalia um, <laughs> we did bring up earlier if you haven't watched the show um sex education on netflix you see peen you do and we, if, to me if the, the it's supposed to be a teenager the actor is like 22 or whatever but i was like i'm an adult i don't like that yeah exactly it's weird and i was we were also commenting on the fact that there's like a proliferation of shows that are like for adults or teens, but they are like got middle schoolers in, or like it's about middle school or something. 10, 15, eighth grade. Um, big mouth. Big mouth. And yeah. it's just a little weird. It's like, uh, I don't know. It's it's like, are we just like, we feel like we failed middle school, so we need to do it again no, in our heads? No, I feel like it's a nostalgia thing. Yeah. I mean, no one has nostalgia for middle school. That's the point. Everyone's, Raise your hand. It's like the comedy of it, though. It's like we're nostalgic for being able to look back and be like, aha, that sucked. I mean, I'm full of shame, so no. I don't want to remember my past. I don't want to remember two months ago when <laughs> I wrote a thing. I don't know. That's fair enough. Yeah. We what, we were talking about a movie at one point. Yeah, we got to the ending. Yeah, they become a songwriting team, and they live together. Yeah, it's a good movie. It's a cute movie. Yeah, I liked it. I think it, I like it because it doesn't try to be anything more than it is, which is just like an enjoyable, enjoyable, <laughs> enjoyable, just like frolic. They're both, the leads are charming. They at least give them like enough depth and backstory that it's not entirely two dimensional. And the songs are jams. Yes. Like, I mean, there are the inevitable, like, uh, coming apart before coming together um, bit at the oh, end. Oh, save of, it for Trope Watch. Yeah, but I'm just saying, uh, we, we, as, as that one works in this movie, Hugh Grant's a jerk. He's a big, big, big but jerk. You know what? Actually, I'm going to disagree and be like, I understand he's a jerk, but I do really understand his perspective where he's been doing this for years. He's a pro and he's like, look, this is a job. You have to show up and do your job. And like, it's, you wrote a song for a person. But he hasn't written a song in 10 years. I know, but still, if you write a song for a performer and the performer's like, I want to do it this way, you can't pull it yeah, out. If, it's rude. Like, if the Backstreet Boys come to you and they're like, hey, we like the song, but I want it that way. <laughs> You have to comply. You'd be like, tell me why. And they'd explain. <laughs> yeah, it's just like I'm feeling a lot of heartbreak. Yeah, and then you'd be like, okay. <laughs> tell me why. <laughs> I just think what you're doing it's is a, a mis- mistake. mistake. And then you would do what they say. And you'd yeah. say, all right. We'll have it that, that way. way. Yeah. So that- Have it your way. Which, which, is that Burger King? I don't care yeah. anymore. Too many things. Hat on a hat. Too many jokes. <laughs> Um, she can't eat a falafel. Oh yeah, during the sad the point. scene where like the the the, the, lovers, while the lovers are apart, she eats a sad falafel that falls on her lap. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he can't write a song. He can't. 
So frustrated. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, good movie. We uh, Fun movie. It's fun. The shenanigans aren't shenanigan enough, which I think is strange for a rom-com. But as I, yeah, you're right. Like the conflict of their relationship is more career than relationship. Yeah, and the way they come together, like like to write is like, it's just like so casual. Yeah. And like, it's not like, it's not like, like some electricity has happened between them and they think it's just creative but it's also romantic or something it's, it's not heightened it's super cash i also do not really buy them as a romantic couple they don't have like a ton of chemistry yeah yeah they don't they have a friendship energy i mean oh this is actually a good thing who really has chemistry with hugh grant in the movies i feel like hugh grant is charming but i feel like the chemistry is it's 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 not yeah you're right even in like love actually it's like charming but i don't yeah he's like, like hub 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 it's like not sexual yeah, he, you know what julia roberts maybe no, i mean no. yeah that that movie is just very good i, I mean feel. it is good it's like a <laughs> um D- but, divine brown divine brown it's the i think that's the name of the prostitute he picked up oh divine uh, or is or is that um I thought that was Eddie Murphy. I don't know. They both picked up prostitutes at oh, some point. No. Yep, you're right. I was right. You were right. The Good Stella job. Marie Thompson. She's the one who rated him like a five or something. <laughs> um, yeah, Sunset Boulevard. Classic. Yeah. Um, well, uh, I'm sure they had chemistry. Pretty Woman. I was about to say Little Women. Not the same thing. Um, yeah, he's not like... Um, I don't want to say sexy. I find him sexually attractive, but he's not... This is, this is an episode of who does Dana find sexually attractive? Uh, the answer is Hugh Grant. But <laughs> you know what I mean. He doesn't have like that like. Yeah. It's, uh, he doesn't have that like look at you and you just feel like I'm being looked at. Like that kind of like, oh, I, I feel that he is seeing me. That He kind of does thing. have a fun dad energy. Yeah. <laughs> like after they. Oh, we haven't talked about my favorite character in the movie. Who? Uh, Drew Barrymore's sister. Sophie's sister. Who is like a mom who runs a business? Yeah, she's a mom who runs like a weight loss franchise. Yeah, and she's pretty intense, but she's a <laughs> big Alex Fletcher fan. She's adorable, and um, she gives him a lot of mashed potatoes at one point. <laughs> um, yeah, she's the best. Uh, I also like her husband, who just seems like a very nice guy. Yeah, yeah, just like a like a nice like boring guy but a good dad and then hugh grant plays a dance dance revolution with their kids and shows them how to do the butt dance that he does because this movie took place in 2007 Uh uh-huh i mentioned this to dana but many days after school in middle school i would be so excited to go home and play 40 minutes of dance dance revolution i also played dance dance revolution but were you excited to go there every day yeah we had it at my house we Uh, i I own dance dance revolution just the just the soft pad though not like a real tournament pad you had a tournament no of course i had a soft pad Yeah, we had two soft pads we would compete Mm, we just only had the one Ooh. Do you remember any of uh, your favorite DDR games or songs? Cause every time we touch, yep. I get this feeling. Certainly. And also, uh, the whistle song that went. Yeah, blow my whistle, baby. Yeah, that one. Yeah. What about yours? Um, I don't didn't like playing this one that much because it was very easy. But they had the Olivia Newton-John song "Have You Ever Been Mellow," and I remember that one a lot. Too slow. I also remember. In the Navy. <laughs> in the so Navy. seven seas yeah. in the Navy. There are also all these, like, like 90s rave songs by this person, Naoki, who I never never followed up on to see how what the music was. It's not very you're good. all that I want when and you're I'm lying here in my arms. I'm, I'm finding it hard to believe, believe we're in heaven. heaven. 
this dance. Wait, I miss dancing games. Like Just Dance never did it for me. Like it, it has to be like Just Dance. Yeah, I did like dance. I wish Dance Dance Revolution had a resurgence. Yeah, I mean you've got to go to like the weird arcade where the guy you have to wait in line behind the guys who use like the back handle. I never went to an arcade. You know? Oh come on. Although, oh. did you ever see the movie um, Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen with Lindsay Lohan? No. Uh, there is a scene where she and the mean girl, played by Megan Fox, have like a dance dance, dance, off. dance off, dance dance revolution. A dance dance off off? <laughs> They're dance dance revolutionaries. And uh, they use the back thing and do like the kicks. Yeah. And, then, and that was really impressive. I never, I didn't have like a local arcade. Did you? See, I, I went to a Dave and Buster's. I thought those were like adults only. No, like it's like I've never been to a Dave and Buster's. No, like I mean, the way that Dave and Buster's market markets themselves is like you can get like drunk on some bad cocktails and then go play like Deal or No Deal, the video game. That was my understanding of, but of Dave and Buster's. Yeah, Dave and Buster's is also fun because you can play games and win prizes. And there's this one really great, great mocap boxing game. This has become Max's arcade game, like podcast. Uh, but the mocap bo- uh, boxing game is really fun because um, it's like a camera and it sees or it, it, it knew where the, the hands were, and you just punch, 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 and you punch the guy. That does sound fun. It uh, is fun. Yeah, I never played that. Yeah, I didn't really go early to... VR. <laughs> oh, but that was so impressive. Did you ever do those VR things where you build your own roller coaster and then you get in a thing? And oh, I, th- th- no, those are small potatoes. It's like it, like I the thing that. that comes down from above and you put it on your head and you turn around and you're like a tank or something. No, no, you're in a whole thing and the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, I've seen is. that, but it's not that good. Yes, it is. Okay. It was at, like Disney Quest. Oh, Disney Quest. Remember Disney, Disney Quest? Disney Quest. Oh, I'm so sad it's dead. Um, Disney Quest was the best place I'd ever been. It was my maybe the best night of my life when I, I was 13. I begging my parents to go, and they hated it because they were always like, there are no windows there, which they were correct. Yeah, it's cool. Adults like casinos, no windows there. It's a child casino. Yeah, except you don't have to pay any extra money. It's not full of cigarette smoke. And, oh yeah, the best like Star Wars game ever. And a Hercules game. A giant Mighty Ducks pinball game. Oh, so great. A ball pit. Wow. I wish there someone should make a thing discussing Disney Quest. I would watch it. I think I, I I have I think it's like, like a forty minute YouTube. Thing, yeah, like so I, I, watch I think that. it's like a defunct land episode, um, which is a good. I watched series. it. I yeah, yeah. That's why um, I'm 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 just gonna close this right here. But with Discovery Zone, did you ever go to Discovery Zone no, when you were really little? I've never okay. even heard of that. It was a giant play place. I it was great. I just want giant play places again. Yeah, there needs to be more like. I feel like now the fun thing for grownups are just like Instagram museums, you know, like where you show up and it's like fun Instagram, but like I want a fun game place. I want a fun place I where mean, I show up and play there games. There are so many things that are just like the thing you like in childhood, but complicated that adults like these days. Like an escape room is an adult, is like a kid thing, but complicated. Board games, like the hard board games are kid things, but complicated. But I just, I want to go to like a fun place. Yeah. Like. I want to go to a big thing that I can throw myself off of and be safe and jump on things and climb them. Yeah, Basically, a trampoline room. Yeah, like like a Ninja Warrior like gym that isn't like making me feel bad that I can't complete the things all the time and makes me very tired. 
Because yeah. I've done that, and it's it's fun, but I can only be there for an hour, and then my hands are dead. Also, inflatables are really fun, like bouncy houses for adults. Oh, yeah, stuff that you can punch people with. Yes, yeah, so it's like where you have the Q-tips, and you just yeah. oh. um We're pivoting podcast formats <laughs> to just be... Just pitching ideas for yeah. venture capitalists. Yeah, <laughs> venture capitalists. We're going to make you a whole $100,000 <laughs> by making this place. Yeah. Um, okay, let's go back to music and lyrics. Trope Watch. Entertainment industry is a trope. Yeah. Um, like a famous person. Yeah, quirky job because she works for her sister, part part of it. And he's uh, a washed up pop star. And, he al- and, and she also just comes in and waters his plants? Well, her friend did, and then her friend is on vacation. It's yeah, but it's like the... What do you pay someone for that? Like 20 bucks a week. That's so... You have to drive to that place or get to that place. Like it's not but it cost takes effective. Like five minutes. Yeah, but you have to get there. Is it twenty bucks a week? I'm making that up. I have no idea. I'm not an economist. Well, I'm not. <laughs> I didn't go to University of Chicago. Yeah, I study. I didn't uh, start an insurrection in Chile and sponsor a dictator. That's what they did. Um, but. It still doesn't make any sense to me as a maybe job. Maybe her friend is the, the, his neighbor. Yeah, maybe she works for like she worked for the building or something. Yeah. I could see that maybe, but mm. um, yeah, that's a weird me cute. Like, yeah, that's just weirdly specific and also non realistic. Yeah, we get a a kind of fake out. Uh, you know what your problem is scene. It's a real. You know what your problem is. Scene. But she accepts it. She's like, you're right. Um, when uh, he's like, you don't want to get rid of whatever the character Sally Michaels yeah Sally Michaels because like even though you feel tortured by it it's all you really have yeah which is like devastating devastating and she's like you're right you're right which is weird but then I think his other you know what your problem is is when he's like he was right about you which Mm -hmm. is also devastating yeah that was just mean it was mean but like that was really mean she never tells him oh she does tell him what her problem is when she's like you're content living in the past yeah we get that I mean he makes money we, he gets a middle-aged woman jumping after him, which is cute. So we get the the big fight, where then they go their separate ways for a little bit. The mm-hmm. big romantic gesture. Big, uh, musical romantic musical gesture, romantic which is gesture. also a big one. And also a metaphorical running to the airport, because she was going to move to Florida. Yeah. So you have that deadline, sort of. Which <laughs> that was a weird, like... Um, like heightening of the stakes that didn't necessarily yeah, need to be like, there. Yeah, she's like, I'm moving to Florida after this concert. Mm-hmm. So that concert was the airport in this. <laughs> I gotta see this Cora concert with my sister's kids. Um, yeah, the, like the whole thing of like you gotta go to the concert because they they the kids want you to want want everyone to know that you wrote the song that's in Cora's new big hit. But uh, again, we said this earlier. When does a songwriter get a shout out at a concert? Never. When would a pop singer be like? And this song is by. X person unless and the lyrics are by this person. Yeah, unless it's a cover. Yeah, yeah. But I, like, no, like, no. Very few pop stars are, are the exclusive writers of their own songs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah, it's not like um, yeah, Ariana Grande is going around. This song was written by these four people yeah. and produced by these five people. <laughs> lyrics also by these two different people. Year twenty fifteen. <laughs> Doi like address http colon backslash backslash <laughs> copyright. Yeah, Atlantic Media, Brown Little, London. <laughs> uh, but fun movie. Still have probably all the songs on iTunes. Yeah, it's fun. I again. But do they? I don't think last? they stay together. I think they stay together as a songwriting team, 
but I did not buy the romantic relationship. Yeah, yeah. It's like, what, what, are there any other, like, songwriting teams that are, like, husband and wife? Any of those? Jack White. And Meg White, yeah. Well, they're divorced. Yeah. Well, that's, that's what this is about to be. Yeah. Um, I was thinking Richard and Linda Thompson, which is a little bit of a, like, weird cut, but not exactly popular. Songwriting, husband and wife. I'm sure there are. Yeah. Oh, yeah, look, there's a whole list. A whole list by Pace. Okay, some of these don't count. The Weepies, Mates of State. Okay, there's just ones we don't know. Paul, Paul Kantner. And, okay, Jefferson Good Airplane. Okay. Uh, Buddy and Julie Miller. Don't know. Richard and Linda Thompson. Thompson. There they yeah, are. Um, Why are the I Mastersons? Uh, Paul Pat and Benatar yeah. and Neil Geraldo. Dr- Her- I don't know. I don't know. Pat Benatar's pa- husband, it looks like. Paul Linda McCartney and then... Oh, no. John I, and Yoko. Is John and Yoko number one? Probably. No. It, well, 11 is Sam Phillip and T-Bone Burnett. Yeah, T-Bone Burnett. He's had his hands on every single like piece of music in the past 50 years. Tim McGraw and Faith Hill. Yep. Um, more people. Oh, the people who didn't, were an ex. Arcade Fire. Or oh, yeah. Yeah. Husband and wife. I didn't know that. Was, yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Tom, Wait, Tom, Tom Waits. Tom Waits. Okay, I didn't, I didn't know they wrote together. Beyonce Tina, and Jay-Z. Tina Nike Turner. Yeah. Sonny and Cher. Yeah. Johnny and June Cash. Yeah. And uh, John and Yoko. Oh. Okay. All right. So there, there are husband there and wife. There are. I'm glad we went through that. But, I, but I, I want like more industry people. Like well, people who don't like perform their own songs. They might have been the ones that we skipped through because we were like, I never heard of them. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah. I think, yeah. What is the, the basis of their relationship? What are their love languages? I honestly do not think they're a good couple. I think they have fun together and clearly they work well together. But there are no moments where I'm like, they're a cute couple who support each other. Mm-hmm. What would the sequel of this movie look like? Because I was thinking, like, I want to, like, Hugh Grant's doing well. He could do another movie like this. Yeah. All right. So they're on tour. They've broken. I want the the, the movie to start where they're broken up, but they're a good duo. Uh-huh. And she gets pregnant, and he helps her through the pregnancy. Mm. Her husband... You know, is around, but sort of absentee, and maybe he leaves, and they. This is a platonic movie about their friendship. Mm-hmm. And he becomes like a kid's godfather. The kid's or godfather. Where like she has to go through a major life step, and he also needs to step out of the past and realize he's an adult, mm-hmm. and learn how to create something new rather than foster something old or keep something old alive. I yeah. like that. Yeah, I'm just trying to think of like mm-hmm. what. Could shake up what would shake up their life? Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about like uh, if they're divorced, then I want there to be or not divorced but broken up. I want there to be references to that couple in A Mighty Wind. You ever see A Mighty Wind? No. Good movie. Um, weird, a little problematic today. Um, but there's like Eugene Levy and the maybe it's Catherine O'Hara. I forget who the other person is, but like they're they're a couple that were like a big folk band and then they divorced. And then they like they were performing this one song, their big hit, and they would always end with a kiss. It was like a kiss at the end of the rainbow or something, something like that. And like it's them performing again, <laughs> and then whether whether they're going to kiss or not, it's just one of the little threads in the movie, um, as Christopher Guest movies do. But I could see something like that, but not necessarily as like like oh, we're farcically like, comedic. They have to write a love song or something. Yeah, yeah, they, they have to write a love song together for Cora, who is now in her Lady Gaga phase. Yeah, artsy. And, yeah, talking about, or they have to write yeah. a song for her for her Oscar-winning movie, yeah. 
And they need uh, the hit that's going to be nominated yeah. for an Oscar. A singer is birthed. <laughs> and they need a song called... Uh, not, not so deep. D- yeah, not, not so, so deep. deep. <laughs> I'm not so deep here. Yeah, there you go. It, it, that's kind of mean. I'm not so deep. Get making her say I'm not so deep. No, but she's not. She's not um, looking for anything deep. Maybe mm. it's not that she, as a person, is not so deep. It's that the relationship. You don't need to look so deep. It's right there, Max. Oh, I see. You're being so close-minded. Oh yeah, maybe I am about this song. Um. What else? Is there anything else with this movie? We haven't talked about Brad Garrett, who's in it and pronounces Avril Lavigne's name as Avril for a second, and, which is hilarious. And Mr. Shu is in this movie. Yes, Matthew Morrison is in this movie for, for a second. 10 seconds as Cora's manager. I think his one line is like, hey, Cora, they're on the phone now. Yeah, and he's, he's in two scenes. Right. He's in two scenes. Um, but uh, did you see that thing where Matthew Morrison was on in a fake band on David Letterman? That's, yes! That was so good. That was so like his be- first TV credit. That was like, the best thing I've ever oh seen. Oh my god, wait, what was it? called wait matthew i want to say style boys but it's it obviously not, not style definitely boys not the style boys oh it was so good david it was so good it was like a fake song uh and they pretended it was a real band yeah it came a few times yeah um i'm looking up my wife has not worked david Lehrman, fake boy band oh um nope you did a smarter thing yeah, it was just earlier this month where that guy did. Late show about. created a fake boy band. Yeah, you fresh step. Fresh, fresh step. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Oh, Everyone no. look it up. Ever Google fresh step. You gotta be fresh. And Matthew Morrison is shirtless, if you're into that. Um, yeah. It's so fake. To step with me are the lyrics. Is he shirtless? Which one is Matthew Morrison? He's in the red. Oh my god, with the backwards hat and sunglasses. The goggles. <laughs> yeah, the bill. He's sort of doing the pony. The best of that is like Too the middle of the night when I come to you as if he's like Dracula. Yeah, there he is. Key change? I mean, this is viable. It's really well choreographed. No, it's not viable. Two guys are wearing goggles. <laughs> One guy has fake dreads. Yeah, it's... Craig Thomas and Craig yeah, he, Page. Yeah, what do they do now? He was was he writing about like how they have like fake musicals on there also? Yes. Yeah, it's a good thread. Oh, and he also did, did the um the space musical, the yeah, um, Neil one, Armstrong yeah, musical, one, one small step, one small step. Um, it's so funny! Wow. Yeah, it, I David Letterman his parody Broadway performances. David Letterman is so incredible because he moon. seemed to be he seemed to hate everything <laughs> on the moon from one and small would do step. the silliest things because do, he hated late night or something because he lost uh, the Tonight Show. Do you know what my favorite um, musical moment with David Letterman is? And it's not a fake musical. Oh, is it when Hatsune Miku was performing and he's like. Hatsune Miku, no, she's but, a hologram. No, but wow. that's delightfully crotchety. It's when um, they did a number from Spider-Man, Turn Off the Dark. Oh, of course, that's your favorite. It's so bad. And like... Is that the, the, it was the Green Goblin song? The Green song? Goblin does a song. Yeah. And it's just like, it really doesn't look good. And you could just tell David Letterman is just like, and there it yeah. is. Soon the go. In 10 years, this guy will be in Hades Town. Patrick Page. That guy's in Hades Town? Yeah, it's Patrick Page. I'm going to go to New York and see Hades Town. As am I. When, when are you it, I'm going to go like Memorial Day weekend, maybe. When's that? End of May. I'm telling people when I'm going to be away no. from my home. Wait, like a rough. Because I was going to go in like the middle of April. I think. Okay, so yeah, we, we, we'll we can't we'll get off until then. Yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, 
Music and lyrics, fun movie. Not much to talk about. We just, it, it inspires tangents. You know what? I feel like that's kind of the best podcast. Uh, <laughs> Every, everyone loves hearing just people they don't know talk about random things. That they probably don't It understand. is a monetizable podcast format, and I don't know how I feel about that. Um, please leave reviews, especially if you like us rambling. We can do... I think the problem with this movie that it does not inspire like a ton of conversation is it's just like, it's not great, but it's not terrible. It's yeah. just sort of, it's, it's fun. Com- it's competent and it's, fun. Yeah, it's fun. It's like in, in the uh, movie, they talk about how Alex can only ever write dessert, not dinner. Yeah. And I feel like this movie is dessert, not dinner. Ooh, mm. way to bring it in. Mm. Yeah, but it's like, a well then, it's a nice dessert. It's a brownie. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a brownie. It's it, Maybe it's, a, it might be a pizookie. It's a pizookie. It's they have them at like BJ's Brew House or whatever it's called. What is that? Oh, it's like a chain. It's like a fake like bar chain, but they pizookie? make pizookie. Yeah. What is that? It's like a cookie they give you in a skillet. It's like really rich, but it's also good. I just sort of feel like this is like a bake sale brownie. Okay, I think it's I, uh, in a good way. Yeah. Okay. I okay. like brownie. Bake sale because it's like it's like made. It's homemade. It's homemade. It's, a homemade, it's good. It's a homemade brownie. Maybe from a box. You can't quite tell. Probably from a box, because who makes brownies from not a box? Everyone. No, everyone makes it from a box. I don't, I don't think... I guess I have. I've done both ways. Brownies are not that hard to make. Yeah. Neither are cookies. Pazookies? Jerry's out. What is Pazookie a portmanteau of? Pizza, Pizza cookie, I believe. <laughs> Which, there already is something that looks like a pizza cookie, and it's a uh, cookie cake, and it's delicious. I saw an ad today on Instagram, which I'm sorry I'm bringing this up, for a um, pancake pizza that IHOP delivers. I think I saw that. Yeah, I did not care to think about it anymore, but now you have made me. I scrolled past it, and I was like, that's a weird thing. I don't want to eat that. Okay, we're continuing the thing where we're not talking about an actual thing. Ah, okay, well, we talked about music and lyrics. Yeah, it's... I. It's a B plus. It's B plus. Is that what you give it? I, I think I would give it a B. A B. I, a B. I would settle it's for a, a B. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's fun. You know what pushes it to a B plus for me? The music? Yeah, the fucking great songs. I think the lyrics push it <laughs> down for me. <laughs> um and that's probably all we have to say on yeah, that. Yeah, uh, yeah. Again, as Dan said earlier, before we fake ended, <laughs> leave reviews. Um. Oh, also tweet us if like movies that you want us to do. Yeah, we'll do them. Yeah. Also, if you have like segment ideas, because I can't come up with any good segment ideas, and we might need segments because <laughs> this podcast is formless, like an amoeba that has been yes. Yeah, what open. happens? We just talk about nonsense. We talked about like. High school wrestling weigh-ins. I think we should start bringing on guests. That's my pitch. <laughs> Who wants to be on this? I'm going to find people. If you want to be on this and also we're friends and you listen if, to this. If you're in LA or will be and you're not a weird beard, um, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, if, if DM me. Yeah, DM Dana. Don't DM me because you might just get like a, a weird um, anime gif. Um... <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's it. All right, have Bye, a good everyone. I'm connoisseurs, Dana and Max. 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 They are the rum, and they bring the calm. I'm connoisseurs.